All right, guys, we're back uh, with recordings on Wednesday. So two days. What we did Monday this week. Now we're wait, doing wait, Wednesday. Whoa, whoa. You are not excited, bro. Get pumped. We're back. Okay, first of all, you see I'm dressed like a homeless person. <laughs> I, do I wore see that. my hat. I'm wearing this hat in protest. It is 18 <laughs> degrees. It is windy as anything outside. I've got six inches of snow and ice just everywhere. I can't ship anything, so I have a bunch of people asking me where their stuff is. It's sitting in my house still because nothing is open. I'm still miserable because of the snow, so I'm wearing this hat in protest. I have my headphones underneath. You think that's an excuse for the hat? I'm not taking questions on the hat. The hat is on here, (laughs) so there you go. That's all you need to know. Get into the big picture, because I want to be out of here immediately. (laughs) Let's go. We got big picture talk. We're excited now. All right, so let's talk a little bubble talk. Welcome back into Sports Cards and Outsides with Mike Giazzavi <laughs> and Jesse Gibson, ladies and gentlemen. What are we doing? Bubble talk. Bubble talk. Yep. We've talked about bubbles. Let's we talk have, about bubbles again. This thing keeps coming up, right? People keep making, at some point, I'm going to put this the thing back on The better the market later, gets, at the some more point, people ask about the bubble. Yeah, so here's the deal. Here's what I have concluded in this baseball card hobby. My hair, by the way, is on point today. I think we all knew it would be. Here's the thing. When people succeed, right, there's a bunch of people making a lot of money in the hobby. You've got idiots like me and Jesse getting paid now to do a podcast. Other people are expanding. You're getting paid? I told you, three years (laughs) down the road. This is is an internship. We're trying you out. We're going to do your grade of the day at the end of the show. I'll I'll tell you right now, that comment's not going to help it. (laughs) It just seems it's like any other market, right? People are just naturally pessimistic. So it, it... everybody's making money. So now people, well, this whole thing's going to explode. Everything's going to blow up. Everybody's going to lose money. We talked about that little overly tanned buffoon out in Vegas talking about how everything's going to disappear and explode. And, (laughs) you know, everybody's going to get caught holding the bag. So 99.9% of that just is not true. You know, there's a comparison to the eighties and nineties, you know, everything, oh, it was a bubble then and it burst and it was an overproduction of wax. Okay. A couple of things. First of all, wax now it is, is, it, is there more? Of course, there's a million different brands, but it is so much more spread out. It's now an international market, and that side of things mm-hmm. is just picking up. We're just scratching the surface with the international thing. I'll tell you that right now. The other thing, too, is back in the 80s and 90s, what were you doing to sell stuff? I mean, maybe you go to a card show once in a while if you live near a decent-sized city. If not, you had nowhere to sell your stuff except to the one local shop, and they were giving you pennies on the dollar. Now there's a competitive marketplace to actually sell stuff all across the board, including consignment, which we're going to talk about later with PC sports cards when they join us. The other thing, too, now you have competitive places to buy cards, and you can do research. You don't just go into one card shop and see the one shiny card that you want and buy it. Now you can just look all over the place, be competitive, and buy it. So this whole thing that this bubble is going to burst, and I'll tell you another thing, maybe things slow down, and I, I just don't see anything happening in the world in the next two years that make this market be really negatively affected. Jesse's got some stuff too, because not just that, our boss Simmons and a bunch of other guys, it was Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wade, Mark Wahlberg, all just spent 40 million bucks with that Charon Group, whatever it is. I don't know how to pronounce it, nor do I care. That's your side of things. Churning. Buying into golden auctions. Uh, We're going to have those guys on next week, by the way. You just have so many people with so much money coming into this. And here's one thing I know. I am not that smart and I am not that rich. I know a couple things, though. When I see people who are very intelligent in the business field and who have made a ton of money in their field of business, when they start pouring money into something, they don't do it with the intent of losing. It's just not how it works. So I just feel like this thing is going to keep going strong. Jesse, I know you've got the research. There was some articles out this week. Here's well, time for and, the Jesse's winsome just, moments. 
to, I'm excited. Just to jump back to the Vegas Dave comment. So I found I saw this really uh, Hats uh going back funny joke. Yeah, no, keep Go. it. Um so there was this video of Vegas Dave a few weeks ago commenting about the bubble. You know, he thought two to three years. It was pretty popular. Um he also mentioned in that video that uh Cuban was one of these guys who thinks the market's about to yeah. to start falling and collapsing. Mark what Cuban. did we see in the announcement from Ken Golden and the churn in $40 million investment. Cuban is one of the big contributors in this thing. So yeah. obviously I don't, I don't know uh, what the, if there's any truth to what Vegas was saying, but if there was, that was not part of the truth. Um, no. So, so yeah, basically what we're seeing is not just an expansion overseas and not just like a diversification of what cards are available, but we're also seeing, a huge influx of new people to the market. That is why I am here. When you ask, well, he doesn't know anything about sports. Was just there. Uh, that's why I'm here because I don't like, know anything. Was that like an inbred cousin? What was that? that? Was a who, king who, of the hill. I'm a big fan. You? Oh, I don't like that. Bobby, show. is it? Are Never they seen an sponsoring? Episode. Okay, well, that's a shame. Are they sponsoring? Um, I don't even know who they are. Are they sponsoring? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know who they are. I've never watched that. It's terrible. So okay, <laughs> there's, so, your spon- there's your plug. <laughs> so I'm anyway, keeping my hat they, on now. There is a there's a huge influx of guys like myself who, you know, maybe they know about sports, maybe they don't, but they definitely don't know anything about trading cards and they don't know anything about investing in cards. Uh, and so that's what we're also seeing. We're seeing uh, guys in the, on Wall Street, I would say at least probably 10, 15 percent of the emails that I have read through in the signature, it says something about wealth manager or investment operations which or Gary like V that. talked about he said there are some yeah. big time buying groups and even just himself the people who are listening to his financial advice are probably guys or at least partially some of the guys are involved in those type of things and and to your point about like you know these guys with money putting money into us they're not putting money in with the expectation that this market's about to go down and they typically have guys doing the research either they're doing it or they have got teams doing the research for them to know what's going to be happening in this market. So that being said, what have we seen in the last like week or two? You see articles from CNN Finance. You see articles from Bloomberg. You see articles from Yahoo Finance. All of these people finally bringing out the point that sports cards, it's different this time. And the investment world is abuzz with new investors wanting to pile in. Uh, I saw this really interesting article that didn't talk about sports cards in general, but they did talk about how Bank of America is seeing like one of these all-time new record uh, hikes in customers who are willing to take risk and get into invest. Did you just shrink? I just lowered my seat. I was too far <laughs> from the microphone, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Um, all-time high in the amount of risk customers are willing to take because they're all everyone's willing to get into the next thing and they see the market growing and that's the same with investors right now they see the market growing but they also see the chance of a bubble in the market so what do they do they diversify they're diversifying into collectibles and we just got tagged in uh something on twitter today i thought was really interesting collectibles are now being a sector of your client's retirement portfolio is that what that was I saw well, the tag and it was like, thank you for helping educate us with the diversity. And yeah, I, I was, I was just cool. like, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I mean, to think that this could be a part of your investment portfolio, uh, not just stocks, bonds, mutual funds, 
but collectibles, you know, and who doesn't think about like their grandparents having like some old painting or statue or who knows a Hank Aaron card in the back of the closet that all of a sudden is worth thousands and possibly millions of dollars, you know? So that being said, my take on this is yes, we are seeing an increase in prices on things. Can they go up forever? No, of course. Uh, but what we could expect to see is an increase in different sectors. We can see an increase in, like I've been mentioning lately, some golf, maybe hockey, Rass- soccer, wrestling. Sure. I mean, there, so, there's still plenty of area of this hobby for growth. And it doesn't mean that the rest of the hobby has to collapse for that to grow. Yeah. So here's the other thing, too, because then people say, well, of course, you're going to say everything's great because you're making money in this. Well, well yeah, that's true. We've been making money in this for a number of years anyway, so I'm not worried about that anymore. But here's what I would say with that, too. Not only are there different sectors and different sports coming up out of nowhere, there's also just things in the mainstream. We try to point out every week cards that are just crazy undervalued, and I like the vintage thing. We did that on our last show, and I think we're going to talk vintage more going forward, at least for pieces. I'm not going to sit here and talk about like 1950s cards all day for 40 minutes. I I want to provide at least some entertainment value. (laughs) But I do think there are still a ton of areas. So... I bring this point up to say this. Yeah, in five years, do I want to have a bunch of PSA 10 Zion rookies? No, because if things slow down or if the bubble bursts, so to speak, I don't need some kid who's 20 years old and blew out his knee in a second year. Gary V said the same thing. So that was my other. that's my other issue with the Vegas Dave Donkey video. It's me versus <laughs> Gary V. Well, first of all, anybody who's taking actual financial advice from Gary V is not listening to this buffoon who has more hair gel than I've ever seen in my life. Sec- <laughs> this, this happens without hair gel, by the way. Okay. Natural. Talk, talk to me well, when that's natural bad. for you. But I, but my point with that is that I, Gary V said the same thing when he was on the show. I keep going back to him because I, I consider him to be a smarter person who's made more. I actually think he's probably made more money than me in the space. Probably. probably. He, although he doesn't sell that much, so maybe he hasn't. That's in this thing, space yeah. particularly, I'm saying. So maybe not. But his collection's worth a ton of money, no question. He says the same thing, and I agree. I, I don't want a ton of Zion cards that are overpopulated for the market right now in seven years. But yeah, in seven years from now, 10 years from now, do I want a whole bunch of Tom Brady high-grade rookies? Yup, because that's <laughs> how I'm going to put my kids who I don't have, who are never going to go to college, through college. Like, that's it. Actually, everything goes to your daughter anyway. So she's practically our kid, so there you go. You're, Trust if me, you we've outlive got a plan me, for your demise. If you outlive me, you're going to be a happy man when I die. <laughs> I, but, I, but that's my I point. Don't think so when I'm talking worry. about short-term stuff, so people then, t- just like everything else, people love to go overboard. Oh, well, then don't touch Zion. Don't touch Luca right now. No, I think we have two to three years of an awesome, thriving market. Pick your spot, make your money in the small spots. Have fun collecting, too. And if you're like one of these guys who says, you know, I'm not in this for the for the money. I like collecting sets. I like me and my kid ripping packs together. Cool. Don't stop doing that either. We don't talk about that a ton on the show because I think the majority of people now want to know how do you turn, how do you make money, how do you get into the flipping game. But I would say if you're in this just for the love of the hobby, great. Just stay in it for that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like that's what got well, there's me. There's no reason this. you can't do both. There's no reason you can't and have the love the, of the hobby right. and put some cards aside for your kid's future. That's the thing. But I'm just saying. So if if I'm going short term, I think there's a lot of areas to make money in the short term, which can feed. If you're in this for the hobby, awesome. You want to put a thousand dollar Ken Griffey card away, but you have a two hundred dollar budget. We'll do the burn and turn game. Make some money and put that card away. 
a nice Griffey card, I'm okay with sitting in my in my safe for 10 years. Even when this bubble bursts, it's still going to have a strong market. If you're getting in right now, though, with, hey, I want pieces that I don't have to worry about, portfolio-type pieces, the stuff we talked about on the Vintage Show, a Willie Mays rookie, if I can't sell that card in a month, which I tell you right now, based on recent comps, we're going to make money on that. That's going to be a monster card. Golden has a PSA 8 that's like at 150 grand right now. 17 days left. With 17 days. So... Pieces like that, I don't think are ever going to come crashing down. I think there's still plenty of vault pieces to buy right now. But this whole thing that this bubble is going to burst and all of a sudden everybody's going to get caught holding the bag, I just think is very, very unrealistic. That's not to say you don't need to do, and I know people hate this, you have to still do your research, buy at competitive prices, and then sell things when you need to sell them. Take your wins and profit and keep moving. But this That's whole why we bubble- have sportscardsnonsense.com for those new to the market and is need a to do the plug? research. There you go. Yeah. Sportscards.com. Not to mention, are we going to start getting like our frequently asked questions on there? I know you're goofing around with your real day job that pays if, you. I'm getting sick of that. As soon as you answer them, I have questions. I, need, okay. I don't have Here's a question. What's the next segment? I'm done with this. <laughs> next segment. Ringer this- Discord-ish. So Ringer Discord this week. Uh, KOC and Chris Vernon were talking about the one team in basketball they were excited about because they are on fire in the Western Conference, the Jazz the Jazz are at an unbelievable winning pace right now. Anthony Davis going down for the Lakers is going to slow down their winning. Dude, the Jazz team is insane right now. And that's what Carl Malone Conley. still play for them? The mailman. Sure, he's mailing it in right now. Yeah, yeah he's still sure. up there. You know anybody yeah. else? Do you know who the point guard was? Stockton. The, did you prepare don't that even, for the show? Don't even start. I know all Really? About he Dude, played Jordan, so I knew. I'm impressed okay, by you. That's not you, fair. Please don't quiz me on anything else. You know I'm impressed by you. Okay. <laughs> The Jazz are on fire. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's playing out of his mind. Mike Conley is not back. F- I, I, he's been out for a while, it seems like. Mike Conley is going to come back and help that team. That's a weird team in the Western Conference. So they were all fired up about the Jazz. I think they're absolutely right. The Jazz are absolute killers right now. And then KOC, I hope I can call him that. Kevin, I don't know. I don't actually know Kevin, so I just talked about him. <laughs> like Bill Simmons, I talk to all the time, and Vernon, I talk to all the time. I don't know this Kevin Brag guy. about it. Name drop. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, Kevin, I have no idea who he is. I mean, I know who he is. I've never spoken to him a day in my life. And he's never replied to a tweet of mine. So I'm going to ask Vernon to put in a good word for me. Uh, oh, but when Kevin and Bill were talking uh, all-star predictions, they were both, well, at least Bill was very high, which is going to come as a shock. Simmons was very high on a Celtics player, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown still lighting it up. Man, he is becoming like on par with Jason Tatum lately, which is just weird. I never thought we'd see his consistent offensive game step up like it is. The dude might end up being an all-star, probably an all-star, might end up being a starter in the Eastern Conference. There's a dude who has some nice rookie stuff. I think he's a 2017 guy, I believe. Maybe 2016? I don't really know. Either way, Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown rookie stuff right now. Jesse's excited. (laughs) Mailman and John Stockton. Jesse's fired up. But the Jazz are a team to watch, not only on TV and the killing it in the actual game, but that's a team to watch in the resale market. And Jalen Brown, I think, too. I don't think you're going to go wrong with Jalen Brown stuff right now. I think he's absolutely on fire, which brings us, I lead this in to bring us to the point of, say it. Straight cash, homie. You want to know why Jesse's a part of the show? That's it right there. (laughs) My wife hates that so much. She's in the other room cringing, I guarantee it. Everybody I know hates that, including me. And I came up with the name. (laughs) All right. I'm going in view of the Ringer Discord-ish segment. I'm going all Spida, Donovan Mitchell. Rookie year, 2017, same as Tatum. Again, I just use the PSA 10 because they're easy to find. And if it's raw, you can get it cheaper. So I would buy all of these cards in raw condition as well. I just don't, the market fluctuates because if people see raw, some stay away, hard to judge condition, whatever. 
225, $300, and $500 level. All 2017 Panini PSA 10 Donovan Mitchells. His optic gem, 225 bucks is a steal. The way he's playing, the dude's going to be an all-star. That team, I think, is going to go on a deep playoff run. I think he's a great buy right now. His select gem goes for 300 bucks. Select is an awesome-looking card, great brand. For $300, PSA 10, I don't think you can go wrong there. And, of course, the flagship prism at 500 bucks. Again, to put in perspective, Zion sells for 600 to 650 right now, the same card, same grade. And there's way more Zions out there. I just think Spider across the board is an absolute awesome buy. I love him. Speaking now, of buying, Spider. Speaking of interruptions, so I know, go ahead. but just for the people who don't know, Spider is Donovan. That's the same. That's how I started the conversation. I said Spider I Mitchell, wanted... Spider Donovan Mitchell. So, so let's you're go saying, ba- so let's yes. go back to where you just say the straight cash. Homie. So you've confirmed. Say it again for us now, because straight some cash, co- homie. That was it, folks. I feel like your contribution has <laughs> been strong. Uh, last thing, and then we're going to get into our 101. This week, we're doing the 101 segment, by the way. Uh, Jesse's probably going to introduce us later and not do a good job, so I want to do it myself. Uh, we're going to have Josh and Zach from PC Sports Cards on for how to consign, how to grade, and all that stuff. But weekly pickups this week, I always do this just so I can... I love it, too, the message. Oh, he always brags about what he's buying. No, I just tell you where I'm spending my money because I think it's a smart buy. And you transparency. The same. And transparency. So this week... I actually bought a Bowman Chrome card. I don't buy a ton of prospects. I just don't like it, so I don't buy it a ton, although there's money. Jared Kalenic, 9.5 slash 10. So Gem Mint card with a 10 auto. He's out of 2018 Bowman draft. He's in a Mets uniform. Of course, he's playing for the Mariners now. He's a stud. We talked about him on the prospect show a couple weeks ago. I paid 675, which is a little bit under the going rate, so I was happy about that buy. I landed two nice ones, though. A Jim Brown rookie. Now, Jim Brown's a 1958 Tops. I love Jim Brown anything. This is an autographed rookie card. It's just slabbed authentic. It's not graded at all, but it's at least authentic. So you know the card and the autograph are authentic. I paid $1,200 for that. That's going in the safe next to the PSA 5 and 6 rookies. I love Jim Brown. And then Kobe. Anytime you can get a deal on Kobe's right now, I got a 1996, so a rookie Bowman's Best PSA 10 Kobe for $4,700. I actually saw a couple last night go off of 57 to 6,000, 5,700 to 6,000. I was pretty psyched about it. I'm not going to see him for like nine months because the mail and anything else in Tennessee has just completely stopped with the ice. Uh, but I was actually pretty excited. So a little bit of baseball in there this week, but then straight basketball and straight Jimmy Brown. There you go. All right, let's get to our 101. Let's get the guys on here. So we got the 101. Mike, who do we got with us today? There's a weak introduction for guests, Jesse. I don't appreciate that. I'm not introducing them. I'm introducing the segment. You're introducing the guests, as always. So we have Josh Cohen (laughs) and Zach Poland with us today. They are all over our website. We try to talk them up on the show once in a while. Uh, PC Sports Cards. For a lot of you new guys listening especially, first of all, let's just address this. We try to limit the pre-recorded conversation. I, I, I highly recommend their service. After I saw Josh show up with that shirt on, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't feel confident with the grading side of this operation, so we're probably not. We're not going to talk a lot about that. When a man shows up wearing fuchsia, it's not a it's good a, look. It's a beautiful look for him. Also, that's Contin- a deep V. Josh, can you lower your camera just a little? That's a deep V. I could, yeah, I could lower. I could read the chair a little bit. That's interesting. I'm standing up, so oh, that this is, is going to be on the podcast. Deep, I, like I think that. I'm a little too tall for the show, Mike. Are you six feet? First things first. Yeah, he's six about six two, six three. Oh, I will never have you in person. That's okay. <laughs> I look like a homeless man today. Like we talked about the open of the show, so I'm really in no position to throw stuff. All right, one hundred and one this week. Simple question. Let's go with Zach first. How do I consign with PC Sports? 
How Wait, do I do it? What is consigning, Zach? Oh, yeah. Let's start there. So <laughs> the consignment service we run is through eBay. So essentially, you send us an item. We list it on eBay for an auction. When it's uh, sold, paid, you get paid. You get a balance sheet showing the breakdown, our commission fee, which um, is based on our rate structure shown on the website. So if I send you a $1,000 card, what kind of commission are you taking? Well, you're going to get paid out $880. Okay, so 12%. Uh, yes. Let me double well, check. That, that includes eBay fees, et cetera. It's not. We're so not that's charging. literally cheaper than I could sell it myself, though. That's always what I tell people. These people are always worried about fees. I'm paying 10% eBay, 3% PayPal. So I'm paying 13 on my own. Yeah. Pay- yeah. We're doing the work for you and you're getting more money. So it's a pretty good deal. That's not bad. He's excited about that. That's a good thing. I, it was really funny if you'd be like, you know, it's actually a terrible deal. Hang on here. <laughs> I like that we're recommending. Okay. So on the website, they just go on. I'm sure there's a consignment tab. Pretty easy to use. Kind of walk us through that real quick, if you will. Yeah. So you just go to our website. There's a consignment form. You fill it out. You agree to the terms. You won't bid on your items. You're sending us what you're filling out. You're sending us, and you trust us to sell the car for you on eBay, basically. So let you me ask you this. Okay. What, kind, what kind of volume are we talking? Like it, over the course of a week or a month, I don't know how you guys do your books or how Josh cooks the books over there with that kind of a shirt on. But hey, I'm the book like, cooker. Oh, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> like, right to the source. So what kind of volume are you seeing in terms of like monthly sales or monthly just individual listings? Like what kind uh, of let, brag so, on us for a minute. So last year, a year ago this time, we had not started consignment. Okay. Uh, right now we're approaching about $2 million a month in sales. In, Jim, on Christmas. Wow. Not bad. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty yeah, cool. Keep sending them. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, we try to pump you guys up, but I figure, hey, it'd be nice to put a name, you know, a face with the name. It's, again, I don't want to keep going back to this. I thought <laughs> yeah. this until I saw Josh turn on his camera today, and I thought this might not be good for the business, but that's okay. Just look at this face. Worry about this face. Don't worry about. Here's it. the exactly. only issue I have too. There's there's the Eli Manning in the background. I'm not a fan of. I but did the, ask for a green. The player is on the face, so you don't have to see that face either. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Jesse, Lord, do you have something to contribute here? here isn't, okay. So I got a question for you, Zach. So as someone who has never consigned anything before, I have literal questions because I want to do this. If I go and buy a card and ship it to you, you're going to go on eBay only and sell it or? Yes. Correct. Okay. What kind of, do you guys have an eBay store? How do, yeah. how can I check out what you guys are currently selling? You would just go to, P, you if you type in the search bar, PC underscore sports cards, spelled phonetically how it sounds and you search on eBay, it's going to bring you to our items automatically because there's nothing else listed as that. So that's how the search works. And then you could just click on our username, go to our store and see what we got. Okay. Uh, you guys have, what, what kind of eBay, like how many numbers, what, what's the number beside your eBay thing? How, how many sales? Uh, the feedback is like a 30,000 around. Whew. So you guys have been doing this for a while. Okay. Yeah, well, it's also that's how it's I at thirty thousand. Jesse, it's at thirty thousand. It was at ten thousand last January, so it's been a pretty busy year. Yeah, you guys are just okay. ramping up. By the way, four men and this is terrible, Jesse. I, we're never <laughs> doing four again. I should have just told you I would do this by my. I, it's not you, Jesse. You're fantastic. Well, what do you mean? I should have just told you it was going to be me by myself. This is hard. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, so that's the point. So that's why I tell people to consign. We get a ton of questions, emails, messages across all the platforms. Hey, I just found this. What do I do? Literally, just go to pcsportscards.com send them your stuff and just let them sell it. People always whine about fees. You're going to pay less anyways. Not to mention, I know you guys can't, there's probably nothing to actually back this up, firm numbers, but it just makes sense to me. You guys' stuff seems like it sells high. Just like every big consignment place, it seems like if I list the same card, same time, same everything, 
30,000 feedback. I have like 900 feedback. In general, it's going to sell higher with you anyways. I mean, is that you pretty much see that across the board, a little bit of a bump in sales? Yeah. I mean, like we have following our eBay store over 10,000 people. Yeah. People are just watching. And if I'm going to spend huge money, I'm going to somebody with 30,000 feedback. I know it's done. Then you guys ship everything anyways. All you do is cut people a check or pay them out when their stuff's gone. Correct. Literally couldn't be easier. That's why I'm all about consignment. I can sign. I think I think everybody should do it. I just think it's the best thing to do anyways. Appreciate yeah, it. Is that- oh, oh, never mind. No, no, please. <laughs> we're, we're building a cool portal in the books, too, so you're going to be able to log in on our website, have your own account. Like We have all that coming down the pipeline, too. To, as we've been growing, we're trying to give back more and more to our customers, so I just wanted to say that, too. I like it. I wouldn't mind you giving back a little percentage of my consignment, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Fuchsia because here's the other one, man. Consignment is huge. Grading is the next big thing. Same thing, Josh. Just kind of walk us through like an A to Z, 49 sure. and a half second walkthrough of, of grading. Grading, easiest thing. Go to the website, click on the PC Sports, click on the uh, the PSA submissions page, go down, fill out our form. We have tons of different tabs where it's the frequently asked questions and um, – different examples of how to fill out the list properly, fill out the list, select the level you want, whether it's bulk, standard, express. If it's bulk, select the right era, and then hit send, and then just mail us your cards to one of the addresses that's listed on the website. What happens? We'll get your cards in. Within five days, we're going to put them into a different group submission. We're going to send them out to PSA. We're going to tell you what submission number you're in, and then you just track it on the order tracker on the website. I love it. So a couple quick questions because we get a lot of this too. What do people need to ship you their cards in? Best way to ship it is put your cards in a card saver. Put If you have multiple cards, put the card savers into a team bag. Mark it with what level it is. If you have multiple, Say you have 30 cards, right? Put them in the same order that you list them. Put them in three team bags, 10 cards in each. Label bag one, bag two, bag three. Ship it off. Multiple levels, same thing. This one's standard. This one's bulk. This one's express. This is modern. This is ultra modern. Whatever you want. Basically, Look at it as if you're opening that package and you need to organize it. What would make it easier for you to organize it and to protect it to ship and send it that way? Nice. So Team Savers, obviously, just the the holder, for those who don't know, again, we have some people who brand into the hobby. They're a little bit bigger than just the rigid top loader. It's a little bit flimsier. Yeah, Zach's holding it up right there. Nice. There you go. So so one thing I will say is card savers are a lot safer to ship it in. Like You may think like top loaders, since they're harder, they're safer. The problem with top loaders is you're probably going to get a top loader that's too big, so you make it easy to send it. But everything that makes it easier to for somebody to take out or for you to put in also makes it easier for it to slide out by itself. Like if you put those pull tabs on it, the cards slide out. We get cards that are popped out of the top loaders all the time. So you don't need those. Put a little piece of blue painter's tape on top of it so it doesn't come out, doesn't damage the card. And use card savers. I know that they're hard to find sometimes, but use those instead of top loaders. Cool. Hey, Josh. So let me ask you, why do I send cards to you to get graded instead of sending them directly to get graded? Because I feel like sure. I'm paying a middleman now. Well, you're not really paying us, but we're getting a discount from PSA and we're charging you the same or less that PSA is charging you. Um Main reasons to send to somebody like us. First of all, if you want a faster turnaround and you don't want to do their value submission, the only way to do that is through a certified group submitter, which is what we are, right? Oh, okay. So they don't offer that service. The, the $25, $4.99 declared value service isn't offered to the general public. They took it away. You have to send it to us if you want to use that. Oh. For something like what they call the value service, with directly to PSA, you need to have 20 cards. And it's also the same exact price that you're paying us. But you're also going to pay your shipping 
back from PSA, which is usually a lot, and that's baked into our price. You do have to pay shipping from us to you, but we charge you exactly what you pay. We're not charging you some some big FedEx number or something like that. So it's going to be less expensive. And if you have over a hundred cards or something like that, we could probably your price will probably be less per card with us. Beautiful. So I do have some questions now too. We talked about this at the start of the show, the bubble and all the nonsense. I'm sure you've seen that little Vegas Dave. I have nothing useful to say. You like him, him, don't you? Uh, So here's a question I have. You know, he and he alluded to this and people have been saying this lately, too. The floodgates are just going to open up from PSA because the delays are insane. So actually, two two part question. What realistically, what are delay times right now? And then when stuff starts coming back, do you see it flooding the market? So right now we're looking at bulk slash value, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the $99 declared value level. I'm guessing is eight to t- eight to 10 months all in. Um, the $25, what they used to call economy level is probably four to six months, probably leaning towards the, fir- the, the latter than the prior. Is that the 20 um, day service? So we got an email a couple months back. Don't call 20 day. Don't call 45. So we're going to call it declared value 499 economy and gotcha. bulk $99 just because they, they know they're not hitting their number and they don't want it, They don't want it to be advertised when that's not what it is. Good. Okay. Right. Um, so yeah, but that's what they used to call it, right? So that's four to six months, I would say. There's a lot of cards in there, guys. <laughs> I mean, talk, we talked about numbers with Zach, and we've sent in 100,000 cards so far in 2021. We what? have just under 400,000 cards at PSA right now. That's just PC Sports Cards customers. What were you doing last year this time? 1,500, 2,000 cards a week. Now it's 15,000 to 20,000 So, so literally tenfold growth tenfold. in business. But so, here's the thing. I would say that at this point, the market is growing at that rate as far as like new customers in the market. So when you think about in an inflow from PSA, like all of a sudden they just shoot out this backlog of cards. I think there's a market for those cards. It's not like we all of a sudden get flooded. It's just the people, the new guys entering get it. Would you agree? So we so when you look across the board, we have seen about 10 to 12 times growth in a lot of the key players. What we're going to see is the secondary ancillary cards. Like when we're talking about like Chronicles and we're talking about lower end brands like Mosaic, even we have a ton of those in there. And I think those are going to go down while we're going to have like what we've, we've been talking about for a while is the premium cards and the premium players. We're going to see those stay steady and rise. Yeah. The premium right? rookies, the optic oh. rookies, national treasures, contenders, the big yeah. name brands you see holding the value pretty much. There'll probably be a bigger disparity in that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Especially with, uh, and even with, with the secondary players, like, you know, when you look at a guy like Tyler Harrow, like, why is his Chronicles card worth something? Like, he has, there, there's like, what, 25 different variations of Chronicles alone. Right. Right. So how do you know which one? Just stick to Prism, stick to Optic, stick to Select, stick to those key brands. And that, that's going to be a little bit better for you yeah, than the, those other ones. The key in understanding the market value is also the market cap, right? So you're saying, oh, these cards might go down, but if there's a thousand of them versus a hundred and a thousand sell for 50, but a hundred sold for 90, you know, a thousand times 50 is way more value in each of those assets. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of supply. I mean, honestly, a lot of it breaks down. We talk about here too, like just supply and demand and just finding those, those weird areas where the market hasn't caught up. All right. Let me throw a couple more questions at you real quick. I know you guys are are very busy. I'm sure Josh is going (laughs) getting ready to go to some nightclub or something with that shirt on. Is it worth the wait? Wait times are forever right now. Is it worth it? 
It's a tough question. The um, answer is it, yes, Josh. We're trying to get business to you. So let me, let me the, the, answer is, the answer is yes if you know what you're submitting. Don't okay. submit the wrong things. Be smart about what you're going to send in, right? Be a little strategic. If you're going to send football cards in now, send them for the faster level to get them back at the right time. I mean, you could send baseball in now to play for the 2022 yeah. baseball season. Wasted. Right? Like, be smart about it. Don't just Don't just send every card in because, oh, grading is the greatest thing. Be selective with it. Pick, okay. your, pick your spots. I like that. Let me ask you this too. I've got a thousand dollar card. I want it back reasonably quick. What am I doing? What do I do p- service wise with PSA right now? Um, our express is taking four to six weeks right now. I'm saying it's four, four weeks. Four. It's going to push a little bit longer. If you want to go super express on it, you can, that's 200 bucks. And this is going to sound really crazy because I don't think a lot of people say this, send it directly to PSA yourself. Don't send it to me. Don't send it to anybody else. Okay. If you're spending that $200, you're spending $500. We're not getting a discount. We're going to charge you more. It's going to take longer. Send it directly to PSA yourself. Gotcha. Let me ask you this too, because we also get this. What is the deal? I, and I'm not super familiar with it either. I send in a card that's worth a thousand bucks at PSA tens, and now it's worth 10 grand. Is there a standard level that they upcharge on the back end for value? Yeah, it's usually about 50%. Like if so for a $99 level, you're looking at 250, which is more than 50%, obviously. Uh for the five hundred dollar level, it's like seven fifty, eight hundred, and then it goes up like that, about fifty percent. But we're also talking about there there are people doing it. It's a manual process, right? So if they see a Lucas Silver that's a seventy five hundred dollar card in a seventy-five dollar submission, they're gonna upcharge it. If they see uh random 1958 soccer card that nobody has any idea what it is that might sell for $8,000 as a PSA three, they're probably not going to know enough to upcharge it. So it's really, it's not like an exact science. It's the key players, the key names, those cards get upcharged and the more, uh, the more obscure ones don't. So let me ask you this. If I want to get a Jordan rookie graded, I mean, that's obviously a very, a very well-known card. I send that thing in and I do the super express, right? 500 bucks. It cost me up front to do it. I send that in. That thing grades in nine, which is seventy-five grand right now. What am I getting charged on something like that if I've sent it at the five hundred dollar level? Probably upcharged to either one or two thousand bucks. I don't know the number okay. exactly, but it's one of those two. About two grand. You're but saying, if you're that. sending a raw Jordan and then you get a PSA nine, yeah. and you're getting seventy-five grand out of it, I don't think you care <laughs> that much about the thousand or two thousand dollar upcharge. Uh, well, yeah, it might, that's it might even be a little higher. Okay. Yeah. But but I mean, you're talking percentage-wise compared to the value of the card. I mean, we're talking a percent, two, three percent at most. It sounds like it's not like they're charging an extra twenty percent of the value of the card now. It's ten percent or less. Okay. So even if it's seventy-five grand, you're saying seventy-five hundred. It'll be the fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollar level, whatever that rates. happens to be. They have sure. set. Okay. Cool. Because yeah, some guys are worried. Like, oh, I'm going to have a card pop that's worth six hundred bucks. Are they going to charge me a hundred? This is for big time stuff. This isn't for a five hundred dollar card. Yeah, we're talking. You're only really worried when you're over like the five ten, like over twenty five thousand dollars. You start paying a real number. Over okay. over ten thousand is like five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Okay. So, but it's again, if you're card, sending a gonna... card in that you're getting that upcharge, you're making a lot more money than you're paying. That's a good you thing. You want to get hit with the upcharge. Yeah. But like okay. a $600 card, the jump is like $8 or something. Gotcha. From the okay. economy level to the next level is $8. So you're not going to get a huge upcharge. I like it. So you, I know you guys are PSA specific. We also, I, mean, I like BGS. We use guys for that as well. We Sappy does BGS for us. You guys are our PSA guys. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Obviously, there's a lot in the market now. I don't even remember the name, Jess. Is it HGA? H, Yeah. And then the, the comic book people, which, again, I have no idea the name of that one, they're starting to get into the – where do you see these people coming into the market? Is this a viable option? What's your, what's your opinion on it? 
You have I to think be the honest. viable option would be good. I don't know if these guys are going to be it. Um, HGA already had that one problem with the corner on a car that's blowing McGuire. up on Twitter and on Facebook, whatever. Yep. All these, th- there's going to be issues no matter what. Um, I think that they're going to be better than an SGC when push comes to shove. For new stuff, um, man. I, I don't know about BGS. BGS is, I mean, their pricing structure is getting brutal. Yeah. Um, and we just had a 30-day order come back nine months later. So tough there. Jeez. I think I think that I think HGA is doing it right where they're charging a lot up front. So you know what you're going to get, but they're guaranteeing, and I think that's a good thing. I just you have to see how the service is compared to everything else. People have to run tests yeah, on we, cracking eights, nines, and tens to send into HGA to see what it gets. We spoke about it today, and we we hope it's a viable option. We're kind of taking a wait and see approach. That's what we concluded. Okay. We've yeah. Plus, plus you got to get a set market too. I mean, even if, even if the grading company is unbelievable, I'd like to see what the resale market is. All right. Last question from me. Uh, what do people look for? Just uh, again, these are a lot of the guys we're listening to are guys just coming back into the hobby. They have cards they want to send in. Like, what would you tell a dummy like myself? Hey, here's a few things you can look for on a card to say, hey, this there's no chance this thing's going to grade well, or maybe it has a, you know a possibility. First things first, centering. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but make sure the border, if it's a bordered card, make sure the borders are at least close to equal on all sides um, or at least on one, on two sides, like top and bottom or left and right. If they're off center both ways, no chance. Um, look for boring. scratches on the front or the back of the card. I know that sounds really, really, really boring, but like it's true. Just look for them. Um, when you're looking at corners, make sure that there's no white showing. So cards like the Durant rookie with the black back yeah. background makes it really hard to get a sharp corner on the back. Yep. And the key thing that I think every novice person that's looking at cards needs to know, look at the back of the card. Don't just look at the front. That's the big failure that a lot of people have. Oh, the front looks great. That's awesome. But there's this hairline crease on the back that's going to make your card a six. Or there's this fingernail on the back from when you took it out of the pack that's going to make it a four, right? So make sure you look at the back of the card. They don't take it account, into account as much as the front, but it still matters. All right, last question. We'll let you out of here. You on this. said last question, the last three questions. Last, I just want last to point that out. third question. <laughs> Corey, feel free to cut Jesse's audio anytime. Uh, <laughs> if you're buying in the market right now, one car, we try to throw out like different levels. We do our straight cash homie segment, which, by the way, Josh told me before this, he's only seen one of our shows. Some sponsor. offensive. Oh, brutal. Josh is leading the league right now. It really oh, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Clowns. Uh, w- one guy you're in the market, you're buying right now because you think it's a good return in the near future. Anybody? Any- you Jr. Say it again, Zach. Ronald Acuna Jr. No question. Uh, yeah, well, that's actually who we talked about last week. I like it. See, mm-hmm. Zach might have actually seen one of these shows. Josh, anybody <laughs> on your mind? Um, any of the baseball guys. I would say Soto, Acuna, any of those guys. All right. Fair enough. Well, there you go. PCSportsCards.com. The most unbelievable grading and consignment services in the yeah. world. Fashion sense, zero. <laughs> Card sense, 150%. Guys, appreciate the time. We'll have you back on. Hopefully, you're seeing plenty of business coming over, and we're trying to send people your way because it saves us a ton of time answering questions. So sell your stuff with them. Grade your stuff with them. They do it all. Oh, I do have another question because I've only said last question nine times. Oh if I God. send my stuff to you, Josh, to get graded, and I want it consigned, I want everything done at once, you just keep the stuff and hand it over to Zach's side of the business for him to sell it right there? Yeah, that's that's we do that. We we take the cards from grading to consignment. You can pay your bill that way. So that that's one service that we offer as well. Love that. Yeah. So I can literally just send your stuff off. Hey, grade it when it comes back. Just give it to Zach. Zach sells it. I do like that feature. So awesome, guys. Appreciate the time. We will catch up down the road. Get a new shirt, Zach and Josh. Get some new wall art. We're good. Get a new shirt, Simple Zach? request. Whatever. You know what I mean. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, Jesse and OK Mike.
Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good See deal. You. All right, guys. That was your show for the day. Appreciate you tuning in. Like we always say, make sure you listen to Ringer, uh, Spotify, support those everywhere they are. I don't even know what to say about those things. I mean, the Ringer's obviously the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, we're on Spotify. Everywhere else you get your, your podcast. And if you listen on Spotify, you can actually watch the video. So when I make these homeless jokes and these jokes about Josh wearing a putrid pink, whatever, fuchsia shirt, you can actually see that goofball there in person. It was a nice looking shirt. Uh, sportscardsnonsense.com. We're going to just keep building up that site once Jesse does a little bit of work, which would be nice. I was joking. Jesse's doing a great job there. Card services. You, you can know find out where to grade. So, of course, you can use PC, like we said, for consignment and for grading. We get sappy sports cards in there as well for BGS and PSA. Nash Cards, which does PSA services. He also does online consultations. His card show, you know, my, my buddy Nate Burns from Grand Slam Collectibles is still on there. So plenty of stuff on the website. Card services. We're going to start working on the frequently asked questions type thing. Uh, and then just make sure you follow us. The Facebook group is actually really growing. And I'm telling you, I say this every time. I think that's one of the best social Dude, the, media platforms we have. The Facebook group is the place to go. All these emails, we're still doing our best to re- respond to everything. Indy, the intern, is now responding on a bunch of platforms for us. Go, Indy. But join the Facebook group, Sports Cards Nonsense. It's free to join. You just jump in there. It's an open forum, too, which is great. Uh, you can post your questions. There's a ton of admins, buddies of mine in the hobby who who always like answer any questions that's posted. So it's actually an awesome place to use. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. Sports Cards Nonsense. We'll be back next week. We got Simmons coming on next week. And who else? I know Simmons coming oh, on Friday's show. Oh, Mr. Ken Golden himself is coming on Tuesday's show. Let's see if he'll share a little of that 40 million with us. There you go. <laughs> Boom. The gauntlet has been laid. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with everybody next week. Later. Bye. Bye.